You're listening to the SCTA United Podcast, a podcast for the teachers of the Sachem Central Teachers Association. My name is John Wesson. I'm a vice president for the SCTA. And thanks for listening, SCTA United. All right. Thanks for joining me. I have Sabrina Pickowitz here running for the Board of Education. How are you doing, Sabrina? I am wonderful. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thanks for uh joining me on the SCTA United podcast. I appreciate it. Awesome. Of course. So you are a fellow teacher, right? I am. Um, I am a sixth grade math teacher. Uh, I work in Bayshore. Um, I'm also, um, we have a thing called the digital mentor here. So in response to, you know, kind of this whole digital piece of education coming to the forefront after quarantine and with remote learning, Um, The district had kind of reached out to people who are a little bit more tech savvy um, to kind of step up and be a mentor to the teachers in the district, teaching professional development classes and things like that. Um, So I also am the digital mentor for the middle school here. Okay. And so that uh, that's a recent thing, the digital mentor. Yes, that's that's recent. Um, The. probably about a month in, they realized that a lot of teachers still needed professional development um, not necessarily in the basics, but more of, you know, how we can engage the students at home since we were hybrid for a while, um, fun games, activities, how to do an interactive notebook through Google Slides, things like that. So we, um, we were offering professional development classes um, throughout the year, whether it's, you know, after school or on Wednesdays. We used to, the kids weren't here. We used to have an hour. Um, and I used to offer classes then and teachers were able to come and reach out to me and ask questions. Um, and every week I, I send out a little thing to um, certain teachers about ways that they can utilize technology in their classrooms. Oh, nice. Okay. That seems like something that could be, you know, definitely beneficial. Um, it's Absolutely. <laughs> it's part of something I do plan on posting out there on my social media page of, you know, I think that because I think it's great at the last board meeting, they're going to get those Chromebooks for 6 to 12, which is so awesome. Um, but I just want to make sure that, you know, we're going to use them effectively in the classroom. And I think my expertise as a Google, um, for workspace trainer, um, that would kind of help lead. And, and so that we understand that we empower student voices with technology, that we listen to them of what they want this digital age of education to look like for them and what they need to go out into the workforce. But then also our teachers you know, listening to their voices of what trainings that they need specifically so that they can facilitate that in their classrooms and use it in their classrooms. So I think, you know, really making sure we're listening to our students and teachers of what they need um, and how we can apply that into the classroom. Absolutely. Uh, well, I thank you for, for that and for advocating on behalf of the teachers when it comes to, you know, increasing technology, but, but also increasing our knowledge and awareness and professional development of that technology. Absolutely. It's, it's extremely, it's extremely important. And, you know, I've just learned the different levels where many people are at, you know, and, um, you know, I think it's important. I think that, you know, our teachers are, are very willing to learn and, and our students are sponges. Um, you know, even I have kids who still teach me, <laughs> you know, there are kids who showed me something in Google slides the other day and I was like, Oh, thank you. I'm like, this is a life changer. Thank you. So it's, it's, it's just a learning experience that should happen between the teachers and the students. And we want to make sure that, you know, we continue um, to kind of give the voices to the students and the teachers that they, you know, have voices in this whole transition into a more digital age that they're entering. 
Yes, I think that obviously is the future. So, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, just uh, circling back for a second. So, how long have you been uh, a sixth grade uh, teacher in Bayshore? I've been employed here for this is my nineteenth year. Okay. Um, I taught. I've always taught math, but there were about four years there that I also taught science. Okay. Um, so it was a kind of a half team. Um, so I do have some knowledge of math and science in terms of um, you know curriculum. Okay, so long-time educator. Why did you decide to run for the Board of Ed? Um, you know, I, I think it's just, it's been a long time coming. Um, I think those people that know me, I, I, since my son's in kindergarten, he's in sixth grade now, um, I think I've said it almost every year, like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to run for the board. Um, but you know what? I didn't want to walk onto the board kind of being new and green and not really knowing what I'm walking into. Um, so I definitely over the years, you know, listened or went to Board of Ed meetings, learned about, you know, budget terminology um, and things like that. But it, I, I think there's, um, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with Seachem. I just think we could be better. Absolutely. Um, I think we can be, I, I mean, anybody, we're always improving ourselves, you know, but I think that in terms of educational programs and policies that I definitely think that we should be moving in, in that direction and focusing on um, the classroom and what's going on in the classroom and course offerings for our students. Um, you know, I know having a student that's in special education that often I have to make difficult choices on to reduce or expand services because we can't fit this or that into his schedule. Um, so there are a lot of things that I think that having an educational background that, you know, my my expertise, I guess, if you, you know, for uh, lack of a better term, could could lead the direct direction of Seachum, um, you know, benefiting our students. No, I think it's incredibly um, beneficial and important to have educators on the Board of Education. Um, you know, I, I, I think as a teacher uh, and as a parent, I see the importance of that as well. Um, let me ask you, like, um, you know, because I know that obviously you were a teacher first. You've been a teacher for 19 years. Then you decided to get involved in the PTA. Um, mm -hmm. You know, my son has been, uh, you know, he's in first grade now. So he's been going, you know, in a school district for two years now. And you kind of look at things uh, from a different perspective. You look at education, look at schools from a different perspective when you have kids uh, that are actually attending the school. So maybe can I get your parent perspective on that? Um, in terms from the PTA or just as a parent with a kid in our school? In general, yeah. I think, you know, I've learned this over the past two years as an educator. You know, you, you think you know education, you think you know everything, and then you kind of see things differently from a parent's perspective or a kid's perspective. At least that's what I've learned over the past couple of years. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I know, uh, at least for me, when I have to make decisions, I always ask my kids because they are the ones in the classroom. Um, I think I hear a lot of more concerns when, especially now that my son's in middle school, so he's becoming a little bit more of an advocate for himself and he'll come home and, and he'll give me suggestions like, mom, we do this, mom, we do that. Like, like, well, maybe we should look into something. Maybe that's something we could change or, or offer. Um, you know, I just think a lot of times, you know, I have to remember my role as an educator versus a parent. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes, you know, you have to first listen to your child and even and even get the view of your child's teacher. Um, you just said his CSE before CSE. I, I went to all his teachers and I said, you know him. Um, I want to hear your opinion. You know, I know my son is a parent. 
Um, so I know I can make that decision on this point, but I would also love to hear, you know, your opinion as his teachers, um, what you see, so I can make the best informed decision. Um, but I think definitely when you have kids in the schools, um, you definitely learn, you know, a lot more about Seachum um, and, and where we're great, because we are great in, in a lot of areas, but where there's definitely room from, you know, for improvement, again, coming from the mouth of your own children. Right, right. And even being on the PTA, when you're working with, you know, a unit and you hear people and you hear, again, praises and complaints, that it really is, you know, eye-opening that, again, being part of the PTA can then bring, I can bring some perspective to the board too, because I'm hearing a lot from the community and those that are in the PTA. Okay, yeah, no, and I think, you know, it goes along with uh, what we were saying before that, you know, you're learning from the kids, you're learning from your own kids, and mm -hmm. you're seeing things through their perspectives as well, um, which probably makes you a better teacher, makes you, uh, you know, a better community member, uh, and hopefully, you know, a better board member too, where Absolutely. you're getting those additional perspectives. It was an eye opener because I've taught sixth grade for 19 years. I have a sixth grader now. And I have to say from this point going forward, there's definitely going to be me different as a teacher, having the child who's that age and going through it and teaching it, you definitely come at it with a different perspective. So I think being a parent, with the children, in, you know, with the kids in school and then being an educator, you're seeing it from both sides. And I think, honestly, even though it's been a pandemic year, I think this has probably been one of my most um, productive years as a teacher. And, and I really learned the students through my son and then through my students. It's, it's really been um, a huge growth for me as an educator, I believe. That's cool. That's cool. Um, let me ask you a question here. So NYSET uh, recently came out in the past couple of weeks uh, with a statement on remote learning where they basically said that uh, next year uh, they don't think that the New York State should require uh, remote learning in, uh, you know, in school districts and that teachers should not be expected to uh, live stream any longer to students who are at home. Uh, just wanted to gauge your perspective on this. So... Um I obviously did remote learning in the spring last year, and then this year, my district, we started off um, where we just had the kids every other day, no live streaming. Second quarter, we introduced, you know, the live streaming to that A-B day, similar, you know, to what Sachem eventually did, um, and then I, I have my kids back full time. I have to say, it was such a struggle as an educator, and it was heartbreaking um, having to split myself between two groups. I always felt like I was not giving my attention to somebody. Um, so if I had this kids in front of me, the kids at home, you know, if I was talking to the kids here, it just really splits your attention and nobody gets, in my opinion, the full academic experience. Um, it's difficult for the teacher and, it, and it's not fair to the students. Um, so I definitely believe that hybrid model of a teacher having to teach kids at home and in school at the same time it's not it's not best practices for education um <clears throat> with that being said you know having a remote option you know you know again with people the way they feel about covid and sending their kids to school i mean but at the same time if you offer a remote program then that means you're pulling a teacher from a specific grade level to teach that so unless the state is willing to fund these remote you know programs or academies in every single district um, I just I just don't understand how districts will be able to to continue doing that going I'm not forward. Sure. 
Um, that was Siri, if you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably trying to chime in too. So I, you know, it, it's difficult. It's very hard for the teachers. It's not fair to the students um, or parents um, to, to continue that model. It just, it, it was what we had to do for that time. Right. Um, and I understand why we had to do it. Um, but I think going forward, you know, five days in person is best practice. It's the best way to reach these kids, especially with the amount of learning loss that has happened for some of these kids. You know, some kids didn't even blink an eye. Some kids are still trying to catch up and other kids are so far behind. And we still have kids that might not even want to come to school because of everything. Right. So I just think that, you know, we need these kids in front of us to reach them, to help them, to give them all these services um, that we could possibly get. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely believe that five days in person is the best way to educate children. No, I completely agree. And you know, you know, one of the things I've heard, and I've heard it asked of uh, the NYSE president, Andy Pilata, directly, it, you know, is to say that allowing for remote learning to continue uh, it would completely change the face of education as we know it, and it would completely change the definition of our jobs. Um, if if this continues, you know, I, like I said, the like reality you, is, I don't mean to cut you sure, off. The reality course. is, there's a small, small percentage of students, in my opinion, that can learn remotely. Right. And that's the thing we have to really. There's very little kids are going to be extremely successful doing remote learning. Right. Um, and and that and that's the one thing we really have to consider that our time and energy should be going into the kids, on um, that getting these kids in school and in the classroom. Yeah, and you brought up a good point that, you know, even if the state is going to mandate remote learning, then you should take a dedicated remote teacher, right? One person who's teaching to those students who are at home um, and not other students in front of them, right? I think that was the point that you were trying to make, that the remote right, teacher... Right, and that we're, not, we're not then, okay, well, we have to pull this teacher, so now we're going to have 30 kids in this class. That's not going to benefit the students in person either. Right. So again, you know, a lot of times we get mandates with no funding. Um, that if that's something they're going to require, then they need to, you know, fund that program for the districts. Um, if not, then again, in person five days a week is again the best way for students to learn. Absolutely, and and I agree, and I I hope that Nice is going to continue to uh, to spread that message. It seems like the governor. And uh, the powers that be up in Albany are the ones that will be making this decision, unfortunately. So, uh, right. you know, hopefully we can continue that advocacy, you know, on behalf of the teachers and, and on behalf of the students. Yes. Because they're the ones yes. that, that are going to suffer in the long run, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, so one more question I have for you. Uh, what should we expect uh, from the Sachem board with you as a board trustee if you're elected? Um, I think the first thing is, um, you know, a level of professionalism. Um, you know, when I walk onto the board, I'm becoming one out of nine members, um, that we have to work as a cohesive unit, um, to come to a consensus and make decisions that best benefit our children. Um, you're going to hear a lot of advocacy for our students with empowering their voices, our special ed students. Um, our students from, you know, K through 12 in terms of, um, you know, educational programs um, as a math teacher, um, you know, my eye is on, on our math curriculum there, um, the offering of some courses, especially with technology coming out, um, looking into, you know, obviously typing courses, we can't have kids head pecking, 
Um, you know, I know a lot of schools offer computer science classes and app design. Um, so just a lot of talk about um, bringing academic excellence to Sachem. You know, that's my focus. I know everybody on the board has their own expertise right now. Um, I think that's the area you're going to see for me. I'm really trying to bring Sachem, you know, to a level of ac academic excellence, bring us from from good, from good to the best, yeah, <laughs> the absolutely. best we can be. That's all I all I want. Take that Sachem spirit of we are Sachem and and really go forward with that. Well, I think that would be tremendous, and you know, obviously, uh, you've gotten the SCTA support, and uh, we really think that you would be an asset to the Board of Education. Thank you, and and again, the the purpose of that you know endorsement is in the spirit of collaboration with, with everybody in the, in, in the district. Um, and I'm, I'm, I want the teachers to know, parents to know, students to know that, you know, I will be here to listen to your voices um, and that, you know, transparency and, and open door is what I stand for. No secrets, <laughs> no closed doors, <laughs> no hidden agendas. That's perfect. <laughs> collaborating to make sure that, you know, we're, we're providing the best education possible. And I think that we've made that clear too, you know, you know, yes. as, a, as a union that, yeah, you know, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. We're, we're just looking for a phone, somebody to, to call and, and to hear us out, um, right. you know, and listen to us as collaborators, as, as, you know, stakeholders in the district. Absolutely. You have to, everybody has that with me, no matter what, what group you're no, from. No, that's I, terrific. That's good. I want everybody to know that. Good. There's no hidden agendas here, just in the spirit of collaboration. That's it. Yes. Good. Well, I thank you for joining me. Uh, we have, uh, I guess, a little over one more week, right? Voters uh, go to the polls yeah. on May 18th. And so we should know that night. Yeah. Make sure everybody goes out and votes for Sabrina Pickowitz. Yes, please. <laughs> Well, best of luck to you in the race. Thank you. And, I appreciate uh, it. Hopefully I will talk to you soon. Yes, thank you. All Bye. right, take care.